What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 97 of the WorkPrint's Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I am tired. Adulting stinks. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> there's just so much responsibility. I look at my son who just rolls around on the floor. He crawls now. He crawls, and it's becoming troublesome because nobody can walk away for more than a minute before he's under some sort of table uh, or pulling on something he should not. But he's he's a freaking joy. I love him. Yeah, I remember those times. It was so long ago for me, and it feels even longer. Uh, yeah, that's anxiety-inducing, especially as he, you know, crawling is one thing, but once he, they start learning how to walk, that's when it really gets scary, and they start picking themselves up. I mean... Here's a perfect example. Uh, I was, my daughter was around the age where she was just starting to learn how to like pick herself up, right? She's not quite walking, you know, but she's trying, trying to stand herself up. My wife is doing her residency and she had just got done working like a double, like overnight. And so she comes home and I've been with the kids and she's excited to see the kids and stuff like that. And I, she's, you know, kind of playing with my daughter. And I'm like, hey, is it okay if I go take a shower real quick? Like, are you going to be okay? She's like, yeah. She's like, I'm a little tired, but it's fine. I start going up the stairs. And then my daughter was opening up this toy that she had got for my daughter. She had the scissors, right? Oh. And my daughter, like, hits her hands on the box and starts pushing herself up, right, uh, to stand up. And then slips and starts to fall. So my wife drops the scissors and goes to catch her. But she's exhausted. The scissors land straight up. My She misses my daughter. My daughter falls on the scissors. Now, luckily, they were closed. But she ended up with, like, a gash right here in her chest. And we had to take her to the hospital to get it glued. You know, there wasn't, like, excessive blood or anything like that. But it's... It's crazy because, I mean, not for nothing, like, right here is very close to right here. Oh, and, yeah. You know, who knows uh, what would have happened. That and so that is quick. that is to say, yeah, keep an eye on them. Yeah. <laughs> At least for a little while. You know, they get, uh, they get a little bit. I actually know. My daughter's still kind of reckless, if I'm being honest. So, but there are less things to worry about as you get older, um, especially with things around the house. Yeah, no, man. It's they're they just have these opinions of their own, and they start communicating in a way. It, it, it's nuts. Um, I remember just, where the just, how it felt back then. Just wait until you start. Uh, they start talking, and then they start using like base logic. You know, that's when things start getting really frustrating when i start talking back be like well you said and you're like well yeah. th those rules don't apply to me yep yep <laughs> and it's tough because they really do they like everything is black and white for them you know when they're little and so they start using logic and you're like well yeah that makes sense but that's not and it's just like ugh. yeah anyway let's talk about what we're here for enough we got to bring up the energy we can't just be yeah too old fathers <laughs> yeah talking about how exhausting life is. This is where the gray hairs come from, is from the kid. You know, I'm not even that old. But anyway, let's talk about the games and what we've been playing. Yeah, I mean, Rob, you had two weeks, so I, yeah, I, I, and, we've just been on this roll 
game after game, week after week, just finishing them. And um, yeah, that's you know me. I'm I'm all about like getting games done as fast as possible so that we can talk about them on the show. And I like being part of the zeitgeist. You know. Yeah. Um, I haven't played anything. I mean, nothing uh, uh, new. Uh, that's not that's not completely true. I haven't played anything yes. new. It's okay, been but a little bit more. You know. Yeah. Apex, Fortnite, yes, Smite. There's a, there's a new season of Apex. No. Oh, I mean, no, not yet. Not the new yet. season comes uh, next week. They started. They started revealing the information for that, so that's why that's been in the news a little bit. They revealed yeah. the new legend, new castle coming, and I'm very excited for the new season. But it's just, I don't know, man. I am. Uh, I've. I think because I've been so busy and so stressed it's just like falling into comfort things and apex as much as i love it and, and it's still probably my favorite game I, I it's not a comfort thing you know it, that's my like i want to be competitive i want to win and so i've just been falling into things like fortnite which i don't care about it's just dumb fun that will a little bit went back into rainbow six siege that's been actually a pretty good time um i think that's playing... like even worse than possibly apex in well terms of <laughs> i don't know if you don't if you're not playing ranked and you don't actually care then yeah. it's it's not that big of a deal been playing smite that's never a good idea for my mental health but it is what it is i've also actually so uh our friend taylor just built his pc and i was actually uh on a discord call with him what was it friday night uh actually just video chatting him telling him like all right now do this now do this now do this and walking him through the build step by step and so we've been messing around with uh some pc gaming lately so just bringing getting back in some things like uh play a little bit of gunfire reborn recently also a little bit of lost ark and then last night we were playing some tabletop simulator and i i love tabletop simulator now while i've been playing a ton of games i have been playing some board games recently yeah. and the one game i do want to uh, mention is radlands i don't know if i mentioned it on last podcast two weeks ago i don't think so because i don't think I, we had played it at that time and radlands is a, a two-player game and that's what i was looking for was something that i could play with my wife that didn't require a whole group you know and so basically it's a post-apocalyptic world where water is super is the, the super resource you know it's basically imagine like Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, uh, uh, exactly what I imagine. Yeah, exactly. And so you start off and you have uh, three water as your currency and all the different moves you make in the cards. It's a card dueling game, essentially. You have a play area in front of you. Uh, you have different home bases and the objective is to destroy the other player's home base. Now you have uh, raiders and, and, and characters that you can play in front of uh, your bases to kind of protect them. There's also an event track and ways to gain more than just the three water. But it's uh, it's one of those games that like sitting down and trying to explain everything feels like it has a lot of mechanics and stuff like that. But it's actually super simple to play once you once you've played it one time through and super easy to understand. I really then, like the design. of these Yes. Cards. And so I will say that if you go back uh, to pictures, I will say that if you were playing it for the first time uh, and, and picking it up, I highly recommend looking into getting the uh, actually go farther back. Uh, highly recommend getting the play mats as well if you can. Uh, they, I think the most complicated right there. The most complicating part of this game is actually how you lay out the board 
and keep a track of where everything goes. And this just spells it all out for you on the play mats. It makes it much, much easier. Um, but that's been a good time. And that's all I've really been playing. That's like the newest and only thing worthwhile to talk about that I've been playing. I, I've really enjoyed it. My wife beat me once. Uh, the first time we played, we were both still learning. Then she caught, you know, COVID, right? And hasn't uh, rematched me since. And so between, we talked about this on pre-show, between, you know, uh, her, me getting my rematch in Radlands and me having to take my kids to my sisters when she agreed originally, I'm starting to think that she faked the whole thing. If it wasn't for the 103 fever she had consistently for five days, I would 100% say she was faking it. I mean, I'm pretty sure she just put something that, like, increased the temperature. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a doctor. They know all yeah. the tricks. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, they just tell lies. We, we yeah. all know this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, that's all I've been playing, man. It's been a, a slow time. I mean, it, the reality is, is that it's, we're in the lull, right? There hasn't been a ton of uh, big new you releases. S- you say this. Uh, you say this, yet, like, every week I'm like, I need to play this, I need to play that. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's titles. like, okay, so new titles is Switch Sports, right? That's, yeah. like, the newest big title in the past week. And so, and I actually have that here at the house. I just haven't played it yet, so I didn't want to talk about it yet. And then uh, I've, I've got Kirby, but I've only played 30 minutes of it and don't feel like that's enough. I, so far, it's pleasant. It's yeah. very easy in the beginning. I do like that the, the the way it's structured out with the levels is that it really is like handheld perfect, right? Yeah, Sit down, really play is. a level, move, get away, you know? And so I, I think I'm going to enjoy that all the way through, but it's still too early for me to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, but what about you? What have you been playing? So do you remember a few weeks back how uh, I asked you, hey, we might be able to get Rogue Legacy 2 review copies and you're like i was like would you want one and you're like do i have to write a review and you're like i don't want to write a review and i said agreed that's why i didn't ask for one because yeah. i don't want to write a review yeah i asked for one anyway and of got course. a review copy and wrote a review you're um, a madman and this is coming from someone that has literally no time um and rob i'm gonna say this now yeah it's gonna be part of the game of the year discussion <laughs> Okay, gosh. It's, All right. it's it's so Rogue Legacy Two is fantastic. Um, so if you played or at least have heard, of, I haven't heard of the first one. Um, Rogue Legacy was a roguelite that came out nine years ago. Um, it's kind of crazy. I think I played it originally on the Vita when it released there because it had like cross buy with the PS4 and cross save at the time. And you play it, it's a roguelike. It's run based, and in that first one, you enter the castle as a hero who had like these obscure traits that could be like, "I'm gigantic," or "I have IBS," mm-hmm. or "I'm," or "I have vertigo." Uh, everything is all my control or dyslexia. Was it like dyslexia that reverses your controls? It, you know, um, and like depending on the type of trait your character had, they might get more bonus per run, um, bonus gold per run, and so that first game was like four castle sections, four bosses, and before you fought a final boss. This one is more of that and more. Like, it, it, it takes everything Rogue Legacy 1 did and just expands on it in every way. So you start off um, you start off the game as your hero. You're invading this castle. Uh, there's You come across lore books about like this invasion into the castle by these rebels uh, as it fills you in. 
this time around there are six different biomes that you make your way through for six different bosses uh there's more traits new classes and after each run so how it works is you after each run with your character uh you take that gold and you can upgrade your manor your manor will either unlock new classes increase your health defense different uh, character class stats or um unlock vendors like the blacksmith uh the enchantress uh who allows you to equip ruins blacksmith allows you to equip um better gear if you find blueprints on your run in the treasure chest and sorry i don't think i don't know you mentioned what what platform were you playing this on uh xbox uh series x and series s okay so oh uh, yeah it, right now it is exclusive to xbox consoles um and pc right and, and so uh yeah and plays fantastic on both like the series it, it's smooth i mean i would ho i would hope so yeah. it's not the, exactly the game, the game is like oh god i think it was maybe like less than two gigs it, mm -hmm. it, it's it's kind of insane uh how big that game is uh but there's so much to do yeah and so like going back to the vendors oh um one thing if you're playing on the series x on a 4k display that game is great like it looks fantastic um i haven't seen like like the Rogue legacy one our style was fine but this mm -hmm. one they've really gone above and beyond and expanding how good that game looks uh so i i like i can't recommend that uh enough like they really went all out with it and yeah so like you know there's an architect who can lock your previous run they can unlock for like a fee so i think the first time you do it he takes 30 percent of the gold you'll get and then it's 50 and then 70 percent. and so it's like you can lock a certain run uh through it but um you know it, it's better just randomize it and just go in and hope you can get somewhere there are like there's a character you come across in the second biome will, which will unlock teleporters for a cost um that will allow you to just skip to a certain section so like if you've already beat the first biome and you just need to get to the second one um you can just teleport there from the beginning of the castle and, and skip that otherwise in the beginning kind of it kind of feels a little bit repetitive where you're running through this section gathering gold but it, it comes in handy uh game is difficult i'll say that off the bat i died a lot and i had no idea how i was going to make my way through this game in time to review it given the how many hours um i really had to game one of the cool things about rogue legacy 2 and i'm hope and we're starting to see this a lot more in indie games and i'm hoping uh we see it a lot more you know there's always that discussion when a souls board game comes out there should be like accessibility settings or something to make the game a little bit easier so we'll, yeah you know people can go in what rogue legacy 2 does is it has uh something in the settings called house rules and so the house rules allow you to change things like enemy health enemy damage uh if you take damage on uh touching an enemy hey if you don't feel like platforming pushing the right stick you can fly <laughs> so does does altering those house rules then disable achievements they don't <laughs> oh, okay yeah i'll get this i'll yeah. get this <laughs> so you can uh let me just quickly refer to my uh i know i listed this out in my review yeah wow we got a lot of content also so, also <laughs> i agree 100 percent. i love that more and more developers are doing this kind of yeah. stuff indie series doing this stuff um honestly i i talked about this when i was talking when we were we're talking about tunic and after i beat that game is that i honestly uh i'm not convinced that i i think i would have fallen out of love a little bit with that game if it wasn't for some of those options yeah. right 
And so, um, I'm always like, I, you mentioned the discussion around when Soulsborne's games come out and stuff like that. Like, I never understood that side that doesn't want more accessibility options. Like, if you want to play it straight up and legit, play it straight up and legit. That's your experience, you know? Yeah. Uh, other people, I mean, it's kind of the same idea right behind the console wars, you know? You made that purchase. Other people enjoying a different console doesn't invalidate your purchase, right? You don't have to hate on something else to love what you have. And it's the same thing even with those kind of options. You don't have to hate on those options just because you love playing it straight up, you know, the yeah. way it was intended or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. And and so, like, yeah, so the house rules options are enemy health, which can range from 50% to 200%. So, like, mm -hmm. it's not even that you... If you're finding the game easy and you just want to go in for the challenge, you can up the difficulty for yourself. Same with enemy damage. Um, you can slow down time while aiming. You can, uh, I mentioned, enable flight toggle, disable enemy contact damage. You could disable traits so you don't get any of those negative traits. You just want to play with the plain character or yeah. in a different class. And then you can, and I'm guessing this is more for streaming toggle difficulty rating display so you can display it on your screen while you're streaming like and so people can see like hey this is how you're tackling that specific yeah I, I and i think some of those options yeah. you mentioned like increasing enemy health to 200 increasing damage that they do as well like all that stuff can be used for content creation right yeah i mean i could just see yeah. people out there streaming or releasing youtube videos that's like 200 percent health max damage blah, blah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah exactly and so uh yeah that stuff's cool man i mean it makes sense yeah and, no, and so, yeah, and, and so this is what I'll say about it. Uh, so I I played a bit. I got to that first boss. Um, just playing up n normally as the game's default settings. I then dropped it uh, when I went to house settings. I, I discovered that uh, it's at the bottom. There's like a tool tip. They're like, hey, you know, we encourage people to play with the default settings. But like, hey, if you want a more casual experience, you could drop this down to seventy percent. They kind of give you like, um, what you want. To, if you want to experience like a little bit easier time but you can drop it down even further and so i got to a point where it was like it was the night before the review embargo lifted and i was like okay i'm just dropping everything as low as it can go and i'm just gonna play it through this way and i had a blast but what happens is as you're doing each run normally you're accumulating gold you're upgrading your character you're coming across uh, equipment in the chest that will help increase uh, your character's defense and attack power when you lower the difficulty and you're blitzing through these areas, you're not spending as much time uh, either acc accumulating a lot of that gold or getting a lot of those unlocks. And so uh, you'll eventually unlock them as you keep playing, but you will get to a boss and the bosses are still challenging. Just because you lowered enemy damage and enemy health doesn't mean you're gonna, you, you can just like stand there Fly and hack your way through it. Right. Yeah. So like I had to do these some of these bosses multiple times. Even that fifth boss, I got lucky with a barbarian build where I chose a character. He came with an artifact, which turned some of his crits into super crits. And for the barbarian, any ground attack you do is a crit. And so I just stood there smacking my way through a boss that I was thoroughly <laughs> under leveled for. Uh -huh. uh, and then managed to get through it by like the skin of my teeth. But like I got to the sixth biome and I quickly realized I was like pretty under leveled. I haven't actually finished the entire game but i have played more than enough of it to experience uh like i beat five to six biomes i'm right there at the end um uh for this but 
uh, it, it just comes down to a time thing. I want to go back. I want to finish this. Uh, at whatever difficulty setting I have it on. Uh, the game also has a new game plus, which unlocks a lot more. Uh, so if you're in looking for a more ch uh, harder challenge, there's like the prime version of the bosses mm -hmm. as well. Um, it, like I ended up scoring this at a 9.5. I think it is some of the one of the best experiences I've had with the game, especially a roguelite in years. And even that first rogue legacy, it in my eyes like set the bar of like what to expect from one of these run based games. So. Uh, you know, if this sounds like it's up your alley, um, definitely check it out. All right. No, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to give this a shot at some yeah. point. I think once I, you know, get through Kirby and actually I, I still have to get through Horizon Zero Dawn, um, I think this could be a, a good pickup. My coworker finally beat Horizon Zero Dawn at 120 hours doing every so, single oh, thing in that man. game. And I was just like, I was like, I want to, I want to, but I don't have that time. <laughs> anyway yeah and um that's all i've been playing uh for uh the week uh or the two weeks really that, that's new i it was a lot i'll tell you this writing a review ain't easy especially if you haven't done it after I, years I, I told you there's no shot that i'm ever writing a review again i i'd rather sit down and edit video content yes uh do a video review a hundred percent then go back and stand and write it. I'm yeah. actually shocked at how fast I turned it out, but man, it was, it gave us something. All <sighs> right. Well, that wraps up what we'll be playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. I actually think this week's episode will be kind of quick. Obviously, I, I didn't spend 45 minutes talking about what I've been playing, so that helps out. But also, the news this past week, well, it, we'll see. You know, uh, I don't know if there's anything too, too crazy outside the of the last two weeks yeah uh, i just took like the major stories from the previous week uh, yeah and so let's go ahead in this first one digimon survive will finally be released in july it will come out the same day as xenoblade chronicles so digimon survive was originally announced to release sometime in 2019 it is a tactical rpg based on the anime uh franchise popularized in the 90s and early 2000s digimon i know people out there that are like you know digimon's actually better than pokemon uh, I, I don't, I don't know if uh, I necessarily agree. Although I did love Digimon almost as much as Pokemon uh, growing up, and so I forgot this was even coming. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, seeing this article pop up here, and then looking at the trailer that uh, the teaser trailer that's out there, and uh, I don't, I mean. It seems it's always it's always one of those things where like when a game gets delayed this much, you know, as I said, it was supposed to be 2019. Now we're talking 2022. It's been delayed, I think, four times. Uh, that always makes me a little bit nervous. That being said, it's always better to, you know, delay a game, make sure you get it right. What are, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's very like it is a tactical RPG. You know, it's very grid based. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know if I've seen the combat in this, but it's oh, wait, it is in this trailer. It is. If you go to a minute 48, you start getting some of the... Yeah, there you go. Okay, let's... Yeah, like, I like the visual novel style. So, that so, I do, see out of so it. do I. I'm also a sucker for that. that I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take a good tactical RPG. It's been a while since I played one of those. Uh, and if my units are Digimon, even better. <laughs> like, um, I'll give this a shot. I, I don't... Um... I mean, I really like the 
you know, waking up on Saturday mornings and watching the Digimon mm-hmm. uh, show and so, cartoon. Yeah. On- so it, it's interesting. This trailer at the very end shows that it's coming for PS4, Switch, Xbox Series X, NS, Xbox oh. One, Steam. And so I think it's weird that Bandai Namco would have a next-gen version solely on Xbox. So I wonder if, I wonder what's going on with that. I wonder if, if it's just just uh, n- not going to release at the same time. Good point. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I I I find that really interesting. That it coming out in July is 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 good because usually the summer is a bit of a lull as well. I mean, the reality is is I think that we're going to get. Uh, I don't think we're getting anything. What's the next like big big game that you're excited for that's coming out? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Let's and so see. it wouldn't be until the fall, probably. Um, so something coming out in the summer or something like this. I think it is tough that it's coming out the same day as, you know, Blade Chronicles 3, because that is going to kind of cater to the same audience. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, releases, I'm definitely, yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah, like I said, we're we're in a, a lull right now. Uh, kind of like it. I just want to. I just want to move and. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's it's the end of next month. We'll talk about it. All right. So we'll talk about it right now. Yes. Actually. So uh, next bit of news: we have Outriders World Slayer expansion. Uh, is has been announced and improves on the game's already solid build crafting. Um. In a live stream on Thursday, people can fly offered the first concrete details on the upcoming expansion, which we played. Which this is a article from Polygon, which they played in late March. Unlike the Horizon update, World Slayer is a paid expansion for Outriders and won't come to Game Pass. Although it seems that the base game will remain a part of Microsoft's subscription service. Um, I just want to get I, to I what it's I, improving. Yeah, I think I did. So um, it, in, it increases the game's difficulty tiers and adds more difficulty levels. Mm-hmm. So now the various challenge tiers will not be Apocalypse tiers. And then uh, up to tier 40 and tiers 25 or no, 16 to 40 will be exclusive to World Slayer players. They also are going to work on uh, item drops and when item drops and World Slayer has a chance to drop as an apocalypse item, which has an extra third mod slot on it. Which is insane compared to like what we've already seen in the base game. I also think we talked about it before. Four when this was first announced, but it's also adding a and if we didn't, I'll talk about it right now. It is also adding a new antagonist that we haven't seen previously. Uh, they, people can fly talked about Outriders as a whole and said, you know, the reality is that these uh, storms that are happening on this world and getting behind and and the mystery of those and trying to figure out how to actually make this world habitable, like that's the actual antagonist in this story. But that's not necessarily a fun thing for players, right? <laughs> like yeah. having this abstract idea be this uh, villain. So they are introducing a new altered, right? That's what they call them. Yeah, alterts. And and so, I mean, listen, I've been looking for an excuse. Outriders is one of those games that I moved to cold storage but haven't deleted because I'm like, I want to get back to this. I, uh, I bought that base game in fear of it being uh, no longer on Game Pass. Game Pass. Yeah. yeah, and so I am definitely all in on this, and I will be playing this as soon as it comes yeah. out. I, 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 we talked about it when our it originally came out. I'm surprised at how much fun I had. It's very much like a 
uh not quite a b like a single a game right maybe a double a game at best yeah uh but it 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 was it's a nice perfect like get together with friends you know and uh, and yeah. mindless just just fun i will say yeah. though i say that but then we tried to play it again recently and i had completely forgot like everything about the game and got kind of worked when we went into a difficulty that was a little bit higher and so yeah. no yeah, it, it is definitely that it is uh i and the article points to the fact that like what it does really well is giving you these options for your builds and you're going to get more options to kind of flesh out your build the way you want to play it and kind of diversify even further. And I, I, I said it back then. I think this kind of stuff is really smart. If they could find a way to kind of go with a seasonable seasonal seasonal kind of release the same way that like destiny does uh, without it being this like, necessarily having it be an always online live service game like just have constant or not constant kind of consistent release schedules if we're getting an, an, an expansion every six months or every year and stuff like that that is somewhat sizable i i could see this game sticking around for for a while i um, mean like i think a lot of our complaints at the time this came out was like hey i kind of wish there was a roadmap of some sort yes because mm -hmm. you get to the end game it's just expeditions which are fine they're but fine. It, yeah. They're, but there's not like you can get higher gear, but all you're doing is replaying that same content. In this Outriders World Slayer broadcast, they they just define everything you can unlock and work on, and it's like hundreds of hours of content. And it's like, hey, you could just play this campaign and be happy with it. But if you're enjoying the combat, if you just want to spend more time in here, here's everything you can do, and they just lay it out. Um, and they, they announced like some sort of. Was, did they call it a raid or a trial? Um, there's a trial that they announced, which is supposed to be like un end game story content. Um, I mean, so listen, if you want to work your way up to that. More of these types of games need yeah. to focus, honestly, on on getting their their version of a raid out and and it being good, right? Like yeah. for me, that's what makes or break these kind of games, these cooperative ones that are focused on uh, story and loot and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. is how good the raids are. I mean, it's one of the reasons I fell in love with Destiny and Destiny 2 is because the raids were fantastic, right? Yeah. I love Ghost of Tsushima's Legends multiplayer mode because besides the horde-based kind of wave-based uh, mode they have that I think is a lot of fun, the raid's awesome. I mean, the raid's not like as obscure as a Destiny raid, right? And I think that's for the better. I think yeah. you can play and actually figure everything out on your own if you need to and if you get stuck whatever you can look it up but um and i loved it like i i honestly wish that ghost of shima's legends mode would release another raid but doesn't seem like that's in the cards um yeah but I, yeah I, I, I i'm hyped for this I, i'm excited for it I, this, this game's a ton of fun uh <laughs> especially when everyone's playing a different class and your powers or builds are bouncing off each other yes like, you somebody adding like a poison stat and somebody else's weapon is just like hey they're poisoned and you get this buff <laughs> so it just and it, this is coming so good june 30th june 30th and the next yeah. one got it all right nice also coming next, in june next bit of news <laughs> diablo mortal now coming to pc along with mobile this june uh both platforms will include cross play and cross save i want to get to what their actual quote was on it did, did we will this into existence because we kept on asking for it i yeah i think uh one of the reasons they said 
is that they kind of admit it like, hey, doing finding a way to play this game on PC, like the mobile uh, version of it on PC, isn't that difficult, and you guys are going to probably do it anyway. Yeah. So we might as well, yeah, yeah, we might as well just come out and, and give you guys the PC version. Um, the new PC version will support controllers, mouse and keyboard, and even a uh, WASD control scheme. The game will feature cross-save as well as cross-play, which allows players closer to PC game and uh, to close their PC game and instantly jump into the same character on their phones. Now, the PC version of the game that's launching in June alongside the mobile version is technically an open beta test, but it will include all game content and features and progress will carry over into the final version. Yeah, I, I think like... I think this is super smart. I think this type of game, I told you, I've been you know playing a little bit of Lost Ark and stuff like that. I think this type of game is perfect for this like cross-progression, cross-save, cross-play aspect. Where, just like they said, I could be playing on my PC, and this is very much the type of game where like I'm going to have it on a screen while I, I'm watching a Twitch or something like that on the other screen, playing it. And then if I do want to, you know, if I'm out and about, say I'm, it's, springtime right it's about to get night it's getting nicer out winery season you know i go out to the winery i'm sitting there i have a nice little uh um pinot right and then i can just you know whip out my phone and continue my my playthrough like this makes this infinitely more um interesting to me and makes it much more likely that i actually pick this up and put some time into it i i mean now I was really excited for this, and then I yeah. saw a tweet from uh, from Mike Yabara, uh, who I believe is the president of Blizzard. Yeah, president at Blizzard Entertainment, and he mm-hmm. mentioned he's been playing it off using his Backbone One controller. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like there's already controller support built in on mobile devices day one. So yeah, that's for awesome. For me, it's like yes, because I I don't want to play with touch controls. So I'd rather play with the controller. So now, I've I've heard a I've heard a lot of other. Maybe not a lot. I've heard a couple of other outlets talk about this. This basically means that Diablo 4 is not coming anytime soon, right? If they're going to go ahead and port this to PC as well. And they're saying this is like the biggest Diablo game yet, which is kind of uh, crazy <laughs> in my mind. But yeah, I, I have you have you looked at any of um, how this game handles monetization or... No, I haven't looked at that stuff. No, I haven't looked at that stuff because reality is for the longest time this game was like all right it'll come out but like i'll i'll get interested in it when it's actually coming out yeah. right because it has been talked about for a while now and then it seems like it didn't actually have a real release date in sight and that i honestly didn't think it was going to hit this june date uh but them announcing that the open beta for the pc is also coming in june makes me think that yeah they are going to hit that target date and so like, yeah i feel like this is going to be like one of the biggest um uh releases for blizzard as you know as much shit as they got before there's gonna be somebody sitting in an office somewhere just like cackling of like you guys made so much fun of us at blizzcon and now it's so, one of the biggest launches so we're gonna jump stories here uh, yeah. on the order that we have uh, speaking of blizzard and their games blizzard reveals warcraft arclight rumble a new warcraft mobile game uh warcraft is going mobile with warcraft arclight rumble the game is a fast-paced, free-to-play mobile action strategy game built for Android and iOS devices and will be released later this year. Players will battle with collectible Warcraft minis. I'm guessing that's where the monetization will come in. <laughs> and will feature a massive single-player campaign across 70 missions and head-to-head PvP battles. 
Multiple modes, including conquest, dungeon raids, and co-op, are promised on the game's website. Now, did you take a look at this at this trailer at all? I did. Um, it looks like Clash Royale meets tower defense, but it's more offensive mm-hmm. <laughs> than anything. Now, I will say that uh, I first saw this and saw the news, and I was just like, yeah, no thanks, you know? like not interested the but then reading through and finding out that it is going to have a massive single player campaign mm-hmm. uh makes it much more likely that i pick this up i talked about it in the past where although a different type of game but like legend of runeterra i've had the most fun uh recently in that game because it's got single player content because it's not just a <coughs> excuse me pvp play this game uh find success until you hit a wall and then have to spend a ton of money right like that's the one thing that drives me absolutely insane with mobile games and so i'm much more likely to spend money in a game uh when it's got a single player campaign when i've already put a certain amount of time into it and then in my broken brain i'm like ah you know what i've played this game for 25 hours and haven't spent a dime let me give the developers like a little tip you know and so I, yeah. I I am much more interested in this now, but obviously I'll, I'll wait and see until, you know, what people like you say about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know how it goes for mobile games with me where I'll play it for about a week and then yeah. completely I'll buy the season pass and then completely forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's kind of how that's kind of how it is with me, too, at mobile games, man. Uh, the only one that I've actually been consistent with lately is uh, AFK Arena. And it really is just like a checklist for me where I'm just logging in, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, and then getting out. Um, and then every day I am booting it up, taking care of my daily quests, getting uh, some of the weeklies, and then complaining to myself about how this game is doing everything in its power to make me spend money and how I'm hitting <laughs> a brick wall and not progressing it further and how I'm not going to spend money. And then I close the app and I do it all again the next day. And so... But most of the time, yeah, I am I am off these games. Even ones that like I fall in love with, right? Um I think it's just something about there be you know what it is? There's so much else on my phone that when I pick up my phone, games aren't the first thing I think about. Yeah. And so. Alright, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about and what in my opinion is the biggest news this week. Square Enix sells off deal of the week. Sells off Tomb Raider, Deus Ex IPs, and the studios behind them. Embracer Group is set to acquire Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal. For those who don't know who Embracer Group is, they already they started off as uh, Nordic. THQ Nordic. Yes. Well, I, I, they were. It was actually Nordic Interactive, and then they yeah. rebranded after they acquired THQ to THQ Nordic. Uh, but they have. Uh, publishing and development studios Gearbox Software, THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Koch Media, uh, or Coke Media, uh, Deep Silver, and Coffee Stain Studios. They've also expanded beyond video games to acquire comic book publisher Dark Horse and tabletop game publisher Asmodee. Uh, Asmodee, the publishers of Gloomhaven that you play. Um, yeah. They actually, most of their digital board games are kind of trash. But I'm glad that Gloomhaven is good, and hopefully that's a turning point for them. I mean, uh, they put in early access and got that feedback. <laughs> so yeah. 
and so um yeah so they square enix is selling off and it selling western studios idos crystal dynamics and square enix montreal as well as the franchise those develops including tomb raider deus ex and thief the company's announced uh this past monday it's 300 million will give embracer group ownership of more than 50 back catalog games from square enix library and will affect 1100 employees across three studios now obviously this is uh, going to affect a a ton of things right like um i saw that i think i saw an article that said that marvel's avengers is kind of up in the air now because they have to figure out what those uh what the licensing and, and stuff like that is they also there was also news this week i don't think we have it up about how marvel's guardians of the galaxy and marvel's avengers lost square enix like 200 million or something like that yeah which, which is god like blame the studios for bad right you know bad management. right i actually think that this is one of these situations where this seems like a win-win right yeah like i think i, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh better quality games coming out of those studios now because Hopefully, they're going to have less oversight and interference. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Square Enix's entire thing with Crystal Dynamics just made no sense. Like, the, yep. the standards that they held Crystal Dynamics and, like, the Tomb Raider franchise, too, um, was just batshit um, insane. Uh, the also, Deus Ex games were great. So, mm -hmm. I, I know they might not have sold as well. Um also, and not for nothing, Marvel's Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy was fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it won a, a few Game of the Year awards, if I yep. recall all correctly. Um, it was high up on our list as well. Like that was a great game, handled poorly from the marketing end. Um, uh huh, a hundred percent. That game did yeah. not show well. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm not actually it's a perfect game. But right. Like, no, it I think it, it deserves another sequel. Or I agree, and and we are, and we are IP. Probably not going to get a sequel now. I think that's what this deal means. Yeah, so, because Marvel would need to then create a deal with Embracer Group in order correct. for that to move forward. And correct. you know, I hope to give it a shot because I, I, you know, while Avengers didn't land, I think they can still do. I, I think you could still point to the reception of Guardians of the Galaxy and around it, all the headlines, and be like, look. We knocked it out of the park with this one. Square Square ate, ate the cost there. I don't think Marvel really ate a cost at all licensing out their characters. Right, no, 100%. Um, yeah. So I, th I think there's definitely work that can be done there uh, for sure. All right, next bit of news. Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake now in the hands of Ubisoft Montreal. Okay. Uh, I, and I'm uh, going to... Yeah, go ahead. Let me just read this update real quick from uh, from their Twitter account, which is where they announced this. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. The development of Prince of Persia The Sands of Time Remake will now be led by Ubisoft Montreal, the very birthplace of the epic Sands of Time trilogy. The decision is an important step and the team building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft. How do I pronounce Pune? I, I've actually never heard of that one. Okay, and Ubisoft Mumbai will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experience for this remake of an all-time classic when it's ready. We want to thank you all for your continuous support and patience throughout the development. Rest assured that we will update you on the progress in a future update. Now, I am a massive Prince of Persia fan. Like, Prince yeah. of Persia stands the time. Like, that, those, uh, 
that trilogy they released and then i actually the rebooted like prince of persia oh that one was i think good i thought it was fantastic i love the art style i thought it got an awful rap and i was super disappointed that we weren't going to get more of that yeah that being said i saw (laughs) the announcement for this originally and that original video they leaked and it looked awful god awful so go ahead what were you gonna say it's like what sucks is that rebooted prince of persia they did they made the ending of that game a dlc that didn't come out until months later yep and that was like the era of like where dlc was just being very badly managed yep uh and it was a great game i don't know why they didn't continue that because that combat art style everything was so good um i i just feel like the prince of persia deserves better than a sands of time remake sands of time is a fantastic game don't get me wrong but it's gonna feel dated um especially now even even with this remake is this even a remake or a remaster so i think that's part of what is going on here is that it looks like uh, a remaster from what they've shown i think originally so obviously we're like not all the details are out right like the creation out but it seems like it was originally intended to be a remaster and then the scope changed and i think that is what uh led this this project being taken away from studios that were yeah it's uh it, it's just shocking with how how bad all this has uh ended up going for ubisoft if I was part of the development teams at Pune in Mumbai, I would just be like, I don't know. I don't know what they pass off to them after this. Because this, because if this, because everything so, is shown, like you said, looks like a remaster. Yeah. And if I, they can't I, handle that, I, I don't know how you, you trust them to handle anything else. I think you don't. I think I think what yeah. ends up happening is they go back to being a support studio. Because, I mean, yeah. the, these two studios have worked on Ubisoft soft titles in the past without necessarily getting the, the full credit they deserve, right? Uh, so, you know, Assassin's Creed is famous for being worked on by, like, 12 different studios. And yeah. these studios help out with that kind of stuff. So I think they go back to just being support studios. Um. I, I don't think... <laughs> I have a feeling that we're, we're not going to see this game anytime soon if we see it at all. I would not be surprised if this just gets canceled outright. You cannot release something that's called a remake. Especially if you saw the reception of like what, what happened with that Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster or whatever. And you see remakes like the Resident Evil ones and how well those are done. You just you can't release a subpar remake uh, in, in 2022. Yeah. yeah. So I would not... This just does not ever see the light of day. Agreed. I honestly, uh, I just find it weird that they're spending resources, even more resources, working on this one when they should just make a new one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You'll uh, get more people excited about a new one than I agree, a 110%. Yeah. All right, next bit of news. Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase announced for June 12th. Woo-hoo! So... We knew this was going to happen. We talked about this, yeah. right? Is that yeah, I mean, is... with no E3, we are just going to have 36 different uh, live streams happening across the summertime. No surprise that this is one of them. This, yeah. you know, 
this is probably the one that I think uh, between this and whatever Sony ends up doing, this is the one we're most excited for, right? And so is, is Sony planning on doing one? I mean, it would be like a God of War stream, in right? My eyes. <laughs> Well, they have to do so. They did one last year, but they did it later in the summer, right? They did it like in September or something yeah, like that. September. Yeah. And so I anticipate them doing something like that again. But that being said, we do know what Xbox Games Studios Bethesda Softworks are going to do. They are going to release it on uh, June twelfth at ten a.m. Pacific, one p.m. Eastern. And just like last year, promises to feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Games Studios Bethesda and our partners around the world. So it seems like, as far as Microsoft concerned not really a huge change from years past you know it, it just won't be linked up with an e3 i cool i mean there's not it's, I, it's nice to have the date and know that's yeah. coming but this isn't surprising we knew this was going to happen and um yeah i'm excited for it i mean i don't know what else to say listen this is the year i i think it's been long enough this yeah. is the year where they need to start showing stuff and it needs to Correct. Fire on all cylinders. Correct. Uh, we need we need it, dates. It, it we need it does, dates yeah. and gameplay. It doesn't gameplay need to come out this like, year. Yeah. We need to see footage for stuff that's upcoming. Yes. Uh, like I don't need Fable. trailers or no, like concepts. We, we need solid stuff from Fable. Yeah. We need a release date for uh, Hellblade Two. Uh, we I are need to find out what the hell is happening with Halo Infinite because yes. that situation has not been great. Yep. Um New season released what today yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday or today. I did pick up yeah. that season pass. Um, right. I want to get back into that. I actually, that's one of the things this past week that like, I went back into. And uh, man, that game still feels really it good. Feels good. I, was, actually, I was um, updated uh, the Series S version to do 120 yeah. frames. Yep, I saw that. And yeah. it's funny, I was playing and I was playing with a, a friend of mine that I, I actually met through my wife. My wife and his wife were in residency together. And so... Uh, we used to play Warzone, but I stopped playing that. And then he was a big Halo fan. That's actually what got kind of convinced him to go ahead and upgrade to the Xbox Series X. And so finally, we've actually hooked up to play some uh, Halo together. And the first match was like, I did so-so. I, so I went positive, but it wasn't. Yeah. The second match, I mean, it was just, I was firing on all cylinders. I was playing so well that my wife called me in the middle of the match. And I straight up just ignored the call because I was like, I'm in the groove. And then I apologized to her later. I was like, all right, sorry, I didn't pick up. Like, this is what was happening. And I went like 17 and one, I think, um, in a Slayer match. Damn. I was also happy to see all the added playlists since the last time I played. So and Yeah, I did release a few new modes for that yep. too. Uh, last Men. Last Spartan last Standing. Spartan Standing, yeah. King of the Hill. Yep. Uh, and some fun ones like Rocket Repulsors. Uh, we should check that out. Maybe, you yeah, know what? Maybe yeah. I'll stream tomorrow night, actually. Uh, um and stream some of that anyway hold on let's just let's keep it moving let's keep it yeah. going uh i don't think i prepared properly for tonight so my camera battery yeah. is uh well anyway xbox games with gold have been announced and it offers uh yoku's island express Great. the inner world the last wind monk for xbox one hydro thunder hurricane and viva pinata party animals for xbox 360 i now, don't recall party animals at all neither do i it's a spin-off and i although i do love Pina, viva pinata and, and think that it's due for a comeback especially considering how popular something like animal crossing was i think you could do a viva pinata animal crossing style but 
Hydro Thunder is oh, awesome. Hydro Thunder is awesome. Uh, even though it's an Xbox 360 and backwards battle game. I don't know anything about the inner world, but Yoku's Island Express is legit very good yes. and a lot of fun. And so, I I mean, that game alone honestly kind of makes this one of the better games with gold lineups we've gotten in a, in a long time. Yeah. All right, from games with gold, we're going to go over to Xbox Game Pass. So, uh, available now... We have Loot River. Coming tomorrow, we have Trek to Yomi, which I, I think is so funny that this has kind of been advertised and promoted a lot on PlayStation side to the point when they first showed this off, I kind of thought it was like a timed exclusive for them. Yeah. Or, But it's not only is it not time exclusive, but it's also coming to Game Pass uh, day one. And so that comes tomorrow along with Citizen Sleeper. Uh, on May 10th is Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair Anniversary Edition. Then we have uh, Iodin Chronicle. I thank you, Iodin yeah. Chronicle Rising. We talked about this game before, right? Yeah, um, it's the spinoff uh, for Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes, which was Got funded. Uh, so this is more like the prequel. It ties in eventually ties into 100 Heroes. Um, actually, and Christian that... um, got some hands on with this on PAX at PAX East. Um, so you can read his thoughts over on that on the site. Yep. Also, shout out to Christian real quick. Besides all the stuff that he's done for the work print and stuff like that, I saw that he's got some articles freelancing for IGN up yeah. on that, and that's 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 dope, man. Congratulations, I that, Christian. I, I I tossed that his way. They were looking for writers. I was like, Christian, here you nice. go. Nice. <laughs> uh, this War of Mine Final Cut is coming May 10th, and NHL 22 is coming May 12th. Every time I see these uh, EA play, EA games, sports games come, I'm always like, oh great, I'm gonna I'm gonna download it, I'm gonna play, and I download like all of them, and then never get around to putting any time into it. I think oh, I have God. to come to terms with the fact that there's just not enough time for me to play all the games I want to play and play sports games. I can't um, remember if I bought NBA 2K22, um, but if I did, I'm kind of angry now that I did. <laughs> oh my 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 buddy Scott, who I game share with, definitely yeah. purchased it, and yeah. I have not installed it ever. And then I saw it coming to this, and I was just like, he should have just waited. Yeah. Uh, DLC and game updates: Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition Dynasties of India DLC is available now. Halo Infinite Lone Wolf Season Two available today. As you mentioned, you picked up that uh, battle pass. Stellaris 3.0 update and Nemesis expansion available today. Now. There are also some new Xbox Game Pass Ultimate perks. For Honor gets a War Warmonger Hero. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 gets a no-brainers upgrade. This upgrade includes four characters, four abilities, four customization sets, four emotes, 20 stars, and more. And then Halo Infinite Past Tense Gun, Gun Goose Bundle. It's a skin for two times XPs and four challenge swaps. Now, um, did you uh, just on the Halo Infinite thing? Yes. Buy that premium, uh, bundle. They give you a hundred XP <laughs> boost. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. And, I'm, uh, I was like, let's see, look at that's that. a bit overkill, but sure. Leaving Xbox Game Pass. Leaving May tenth oh, is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas: The Definitive Edition. Leaving May fifteenth is Enter the Gungeon: Final Fantasy Ten and Ten Two HD Remaster, Remnant from the Ashes. Steep, the catch, carpet course, and the wild at heart. Did okay out of that list. I've always wanted to play Remnant from the Ashes. I told myself I would. I started playing it, and I actually thought it was really cool. 
I mean, it's very much like a, you know, a, a FromSoft kind of uh, type game, except with a focus on guns rather than uh, yeah. melee or magic. Um, and one, as always, this is just the first uh, half of May. We will yeah. see a list for games I coming in the we'll second half. I think we'll see FIFA coming <laughs> in the second half uh, to EA Play. Because uh, I know that was, that was the PS Plus game this mm-hmm. month. Yes. Um, but also, I've heard uh, Citizen Sleeper, uh, the, some of those reviews that have come out are saying it's one of the best games in a long time. Um, so definitely have my eye on that. All right, from Xbox to Sony, PS5 update brings VRR support to 14 games this week with more to follow. This is this is one of those ongoing things that we talked about, how like right. I can't believe that VRR wasn't there from day one. Uh, I, I, I think it's funny that it's only available on 14 games, and this list is, I mean, I'll just go through it quickly. It's yeah. Astro's Playroom, Call of Duty Vanguard, Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War, Destiny 2, Devil May Cry 5, uh, Dirt 5, Godfall, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and Tribes of Midgard. Uh, additionally, Arcane Studios said on Monday that Deathloop will now support VRR. Deathloop would, um, is one of those games where like, if it wasn't coming to Xbox Game Pass probably this uh, fall, I would go back into and mess around with VRR on. Um, it's um, here finally. Hello? Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's here. Um, what I'm confused about is, so yeah. they have a toggle that allows you to apply to unsupported games. Yes. How does this work on Xbox? Is it just console wide? I yeah. My understanding is that it's just I. Mm, I think. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know, and I don't want to speak otherwise because I have seen games like Call of Duty is one of those ones where. No, the Call of Duty have a toggle for VRR, or was it just Vanguard was just 120 hertz? I think it was just 120, it was 120 hertz. hertz. Yeah, it might just be console wide. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I, I will say, like, VRR makes a huge difference. Um, yes. I, on Elden Ring on the Series X, it it's a it's a game changer because yeah. for oh it, so real quick just so for those smooth. just for those who don't know vrr is variable refresh rate yeah. and so it allows your display to match what the console is outputting so it does it looks smoother you don't get any screen tearing because they're not out of sync so basically it's it just has it uh, matching up and so yeah. you know uh but yeah it does it makes a huge difference uh okay so that's some good news at the end of the day even if it is a little bit funky with the fact that it's only supported on 15 games officially right now that is good news now some 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 bad news some weird news this uh, is, i i can't believe they did this but i i, I kind of get it i mean i i kind of get it but also like microsoft did not like i, I just microsoft still hasn't done yeah 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 microsoft did not do this still hasn't done this and it's just like I don't know, man. I don't know how people can defend these these kind of moves. So let's get to it. Sony disables PlayStation Plus subscription stacking ahead of revamp. Um, so users have users had noticed that they could no longer add additional time to their existing PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now subscriptions. Now people were doing this because uh, we. T- I think actually you talked about it. Yeah, uh, I've I've got PS Now till twenty twenty six. Yeah, how so um 
So basically, you were able to stack like PlayStation Now, which is much cheaper than premium, and get all these cards and stack them, and then they would translate over to you know a, a set yeah. number of days. So what what Sony had come out and said was because there was a question of like, hey, if I have both PlayStation Plus and PS Now, how does that convert over to premium? Yeah. Uh, and so what they said is, if you have both, they take the longer of the two subscriptions, and that's where your premium goes to. And so people were like, well, if I stack up on PS Plus because there's a lot of cheap card codes out there, and then use mm-hmm. a one month or like a three month PS Now card, I can then I, I I'm set, I'm good. And so um, that's where they kind of stepped in, and they uh, they ended up blocking a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, so what they have said in in places they shared a conversion chart is like hey once uh the new set extra playstation x plus extra and premium come out uh you can enter your codes again but they will be redeemed as this conversion yeah uh, per this chart so microsoft that's how microsoft works with xbox game pass as well once you've actually become a game pass member your conversion was uh brought down right but prior to being a member they convert and they were, I don't know if they still are. I'm assuming they still are. They converted at like a one-to-one rate. And so still do. Yeah. And so you were able to just stock up on on Xbox uh Live at the time and then convert it over to Game Pass. And I mean, I for example, I don't have to renew my Game Pass till 2023 or 2024, something like that. I, I think mine is early next year, but yeah. you let it you let it lapse. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you cancel your Game Pass. Then you redeem three years of Xbox Live <laughs> and you pay for like a month of Ultimate. Hey, now you got three years of Ultimate. I, I, am I, I, am I, I sitting don't, on three, three uh, years I'm, of codes? I'm, yes, I'm, I am. <laughs> anyway, are, are, we, are, are you sure that's how that works? Isn't yeah, it not just the conversion for he, new members? Because my uh, for my buddy, his uh, he did a three-month trial. Yeah. Uh, or use a three-month code. Uh, that expired, and then they did the Turkey VPN thing gotcha. where they got three years for like a hundred bucks, and then converted that. <laughs> All right. Moving on from schemes and scams, let's talk about <laughs> Splatoon Three splats onto Switch in September. So Nintendo announced Friday that Splatoon Three will be arriving to Splatter Inc. All over Nintendo Switch this summer on September 9th. Um, I am. So, uh, I am super, super excited about Splatoon 3. I love Splatoon. I love Splatoon 2. I am going to get this game, and I am going to play the single-player campaign, and then I'm going to play the multiplayer, and I'm going to love it, and I'm going to play the multiplayer for a week. And then I'm not going to play it anymore, because Nintendo Online's current system sucks, okay? the Being able to play with your friends sucks. Being able to communicate with your friends sucks, okay? They need... I don't know if they need... The new hardware to make the change but they need to make a change it's ridiculous in 2022 that i can't get into a private party with my friends you know uh the only thing well, that you actually could do lo- you could do lobby like fortnite does it like right fortnite up- exactly yeah. but fortnite does it using vivox and i just don't see nintendo using vivox for a first party game yeah and so i i just i don't know man it drives Fortnite. me drives me nuts Rob, it drives me have against the insane prote- protecting our children oh my gosh protecting our children is the parents responsibility i understand like taking no-brainer steps right making sure that 
there's moderation in certain things, things that parents can't necessarily control. But like my son from the from the youngest time has been taught even now. It's like well, he's 14 now, so it's a little bit different. But early on, it was like, hey, there's no voice chat. Like you're not voice chatting with anybody that you don't know personally. That's not your age. That's not your friend. That's not related to somebody that you know personally. Like those those are the situations and stuff. And all these consoles have controls on there that allow you to actually do that, right? You don't, protecting kids is great. And I understand that's a huge percentage of your market, but so am I. So are these longtime Nintendo fans. And honestly, not for nothing, them kids don't spend no money. We spend the money, right? And so, come on, man. I, I, it just bothers me, man. It bothers me so much. I want to play this game on anything other than a Switch so bad. And I would love to play it on the Switch if the party chat was was proper, you know? Yeah. If I didn't have to try to, you know, get into a Discord call with my friends on a separate device, you know? Have to play it here with my headphones in my Switch and then my 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 earbuds in my Switch and my headphones over my earbuds, you know? Like uh, I, I, I mean, don't know, man. Come on, we we have fancy headphones that can Bluetooth and do game audio. I mean, that's 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 true. Yeah. That's true. It's everyone else that has to. Suffer. Yeah, that's the reality. This is not me. It's my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but this looks good. It has like a grappling hook that yeah. looks nice and zippy. I like the new weapons and there's like I mean, ultimate I've, moves. Yeah. Listen, I've always enjoyed Splatoon's gameplay. And you know what I didn't enjoy about Splatoon single player? Well, what? That you had to like paint the hub to find the levels, and sometimes I couldn't mm. find the levels, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Where am I supposed to go next?" <laughs> All right, and let's move on. Sticking with Nintendo, and our last bit of news: Nintendo delays the Super Mario movie to twenty twenty three. Miyamoto, and this is this was so bizarre, <laughs> right? So, uh. He released the tweet. I wish I could find the tweet exactly, but the tweet opens uh, up with "This is Miyamoto," and then says, "After consulting with Chris Son, my partner Illumination on the Super Mario Brothers, which a bunch of people thought met Chris Pratt since he's voicing I mean, Mario, but it's it not makes the most. It makes the most <laughs> sense. That's it's exactly not. What it's I a. Thought. It's a Illumination CEO, uh, Chris Melandandri, and uh, we decided to move the global release to spring 2023, April 28th in Japan and April 7th in North America. Miyamoto said. My deepest or the tweet said, "My deepest apologies, but I promise it will be well worth the wait." So, it's interesting. Uh, up until COVID, actually, we it was uncommon for us to see kind of these movie delays, right? Yeah. Outside of something like um, Avatar, which uh, you know is still never going to come out the sequels. But I, I, I'm, I'm curious as to why this was delayed. If like. If it's just like the script just needs to get reworked because it came out and it's like, oh, this is actually trash. Because uh, it was originally slated for December 21st like of this year. So you know? I, what I know is test screenings were done. Uh -huh. It seems favorable. Uh, like it, the word of mouth seems pretty good. Apparently, there's, it, it's also a musical. Like there's three song numbers within it. Um, and I, what I'm guessing is what Nintendo might have not expected was yeah. how good Sonic would be. You, so I know there's some people that have talked about that, right? Because this did I, kind of come out right after all that news broke about like, the Sonic being the highest grossing. You really uh, think that is 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 what it is? Uh, 
like deep down I, deep down i think someone at nintendo's nintendo's like listen people are people are going to compare this to sonic and we can't have mario lose to sonic it can be a, I, I bet the movie is good maybe like listen, low key great it's being done they, they need it Ugh. they need it to come out and just be gangbusters that, all that's you need to I do they already it's going to do gangbusters because if it's even halfway decent it's it's mario it's by the people who made minions you just put that on a trailer and parents and kids are going to eat that up i mean look not for nothing if this movie gets bad reviews i'm probably still going to see it in theaters right kind of have to um and so i mean that's what everyone saw the original sonic <laughs> yeah know? right exactly in hopes um but yeah, maybe it is. I mean, I enjoy that for Sonic. I haven't seen the second one, and I was actually going to take the kids to go see the second one, and then then they announced that it's coming to Paramount Plus like at the end of this month. And oh, so really, yeah, that's mm-hmm. even better. And so, uh, you know, I've already got a, a a movie theater here in my house. Why why go out if I don't have to? I I thought you were gonna say I already have a Paramount Plus account. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> I should say I have a Paramount Plus profile. I don't think it's accurate to say I have a, a full account. Wait, uh, speaking of Paramount Plus, have you kept caught up with Halo? No, because my wife is sick, and so I'm I'm behind on Halo and Moon Knight. I am. And Moon Knight just wrapped up today. Yeah. Is is Halo done? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, but. I am excited to catch back up on that. I mean, I've been enjoying it. It's very different than the games, obviously. I've been treating it uh, as something totally its own, and I've been enjoying that. So, Hopefully, my guess is that by the podcast next time, I'll be caught up on everything. Speaking of, so, NG in the chat mentions that Moon Knight was so good. Uh, I've been absolutely loving it. Oscar Isaac's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But they released a Moon Knight skin in Fortnite, and... It is chef's kiss. It is so good. Like, it's one of the best looking skins. It, Fortnite continues to amaze me with how well it's able to translate all these different properties into that engine, into that world. And Moon Knight, I, I think because Moon Knight is that kind of like white gray, that uh, it, it translates the better than any other skin I, I've seen. And it is like the bundle was uh, was Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. And they both just look absolutely fantastic. Anyway. Oh, Mr. Knight, the one being in the suit? Yes, yes. Oh, yep. that's so good. All right. That wraps up this week's episode. Blah. why don't you let people know where they can follow us, where they can follow the site? You guys can follow us on Elon Musk's Twitter. <laughs> Pour I- one out for Twitter. <sighs> anyway uh, yeah um you can follow me on twitter over at Bilal underscore me on uh and follow uh the work print on facebook twitter twitch instagram uh just search for the work print um over on the website on theworkprint.com you will find hey we already have the finale review up for moon knight Gods and Monsters. Uh, Christian Angelus was at PAX East last week, the week before. I'm so jealous, man. Yeah. Christian just goes, he's like, I registered for PAX East. And I'm like, Christian, heads up. Yeah. Give me heads up on what you're going to cover before you actually just submit. Um, He's like, the other day he was like, 
New York Comic Con uh, press registration is open. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get the team together. I'll submit the uh, I'll submit the registrations for everyone, mm-hmm. um, just so like you know everything is uniform. He's like, I submitted mine. <laughs> like Christian, calm down. Um, but no, I some great coverage. Uh, mm-hmm. I think co- covered uh, interview with Paul Cousins of Dead Fury. Um, Hands on imp- impressions on Source of Madness, Lego Brick Tales. Uh, God, he. Dude, um, uh, the last Ori crew, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which, according to him and a bunch of people on the internet, looks to be great, like amazing, one of the best games out of uh, PAX East. Uh, and then Tiny Build and a few games at 505, including Iodin Con- Chronicle Rising and Rogue Spirit. Um, uh, Eileen Ramos also did a really interesting um, immersive experience called the Telelibrary, where you get an appointment and you call this guy, and you spend about like forty five minutes talking talking to him about all these different things, and he asks you questions. Uh, very intimate experience that I thought was really cool that I might want to check out one day. Uh, give that a look see, um, and you know we also got. Reviews going up for the end game uh, on NBC and more comic news as well. Um, so uh, definitely check out the site. Um, in personal news, um, I think streaming from my end will be a bit limited uh, as I'm trying to pack up everything and get things moved over. I have a studio space now. Um, and so that is now being slowly planned out on how to build it out and stream in the most coziest and optimal <laughs> settings. Um, yeah. My camera quality will be as nice as Rob's, if not nicer. <laughs> it's going to be nicer. We've yeah. talked, you, you told me what cam, it's going to be nicer, yeah. which is yeah. all that means is that in a year and a half, mine is has going to have to be nicer <laughs> than his. I just need a little bit of space between this purchase <laughs> and my next one. Um, as for me, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Thank you, every, uh, and that's on all social medias, really. Uh, I'm going to try to stream some more. Obviously, the, it's dependent on life. <laughs> and so we'll see. I'm going to try to get in here tomorrow. And then, uh, and then, yeah, thank you guys so much, those who have uh, hung out with us during the live stream and are here now, those who listen, listen after the fact. Thank you guys so much for taking the time listening to us, hanging out with us. I always say the best way to support us is to tell a friend. Let's build this community up. Uh, we have episode 100 coming up soon. We are going to do a giveaway during episode 100. And so the more people we have in here, in my opinion, the better. But um, but yeah. And Bilal, thank you, man. Like you said, you are got this young child. Uh, you have this house you're moving into yeah uh you had technical difficulties before the show started i mean <laughs> and I, so i should have known better not to try setting up a new camera <laughs> right before the podcast yeah. uh but thank you so much man honestly uh i know it's not easy it's, it's hard enough for me and you've got arguably more going on in your life right now than i do and so uh thank you so much man seriously you got a lot going on don't cut yourself short <laughs> can't do this without you man yeah thanks thanks Uh, And until next time, bye-bye.